Hello and you are listening to the Tech and Tonic Podcast, a show where we talk and discuss all things tech. Today is our 19th episode and you're joining me, Darwin and Jeevan again to discuss all things tech and discuss all things tech lah, basically. Jeevan say hello lah. Yo. <laughs> So, as usual, we'll start with uh, what happened last week. Again, uh, I don't know why, but not much really significant happened last week, is there? Not really. I think it's been quite slow for the past month. some reason. <laughs> yeah, the past month has been like this. But still, there is still things that happen in tech because tech keeps moving, right? So last week in Malaysia, we have Huawei at least launching like their new product lineup. They call it like their um, flagship launch or something like that. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of things launching, I think. Yeah, Uh, they launched, I think, about six new products. Um, One of them is the Huawei MatePad Pro 12.6 inch, which we will be reviewing very, very soon. So watch out for that. And the 12.6-inch MatePad Pro is powered by Harmony OS 2.0 this time. It's not yep. e- EMUI anymore, right? Uh, apparently, the older MatePad Pro, the 10.8-inch, will also come with Harmony OS update, but they don't know when yet. But if you buy a new one today, it will come with a Harmony, uh, Harmony OS. And the MatePad Pro 12.6-inch also has 8 speakers for, for some reason. Okay, and it starts at three thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine ringgit, which is not Ouch. cheap for a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> it is a high-end tablet, though, so uh, can't say much about it until we review it. They also launched two new, very high-end displays. One is a Mate View; it's called the Mate View, and the other one's a gaming display, Mate View GT. The gaming display boasts about two K or Quad HD in resolution and refreshes at 165 hertz which is kind of in line with the top gaming monitors that you can find in the market today except that it has a soundbar of its own i'm actually so, interested to see how that soundbar uh, performs well here how it performs yeah i i i'm interested too but at the same time because of that soundbar you cannot do a VESA mounting. Like, you cannot mount it on any third-party, you know, mounting hardware. So, it's got to stand on your table. <laughs> you can't do yeah. anything about it, right? Because of the included speaker. They also launched a 4K display at the Mate View, right? It's not 4K 4K. It's 4K+. plus. So, the display size factor is 3.3 by 2 ratio. Which is... Kind of really weird <laughs> for a monitor. <laughs> it is. But we are reviewing the mid-view uh, and we should be coming up with our first look this week. So keep a lookout for that. And the review should come out sometime next week, I think. And so far, I kind of like it. Lah. But that's also because it's 4K. I don't game on it. That's the, that's the thing. I can't seem to understand 4K gaming at this time. But kind of works <laughs> yeah but they are not cheap uh, so so these are high-end monitors so guess how much the mid view starts at 3k 
nearly 2,988 or something like that for the Mate View, the 4K display itself. The Mate View GT is slightly cheaper at 2,600, but it's still not very cheap for a gaming monitor. I mean, the gaming monitor that we're using is a Quad HD with 144 hertz, and it's like what, one point six k less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very expensive stuff. They also launched the Huawei Watch GT three and new ANC well active noise cancelling free buds four. This is the wireless earbuds, and they also launched a mid range smartphone, the Nova Eight I. So. These are all the products they launched last week. And you can see our uh, site. Basically, we, we've actually written about some of these products. Okay, Check out our site at www.techent. No, not, not techent. That's what everybody calls it. Techent.tv. Okay. Google last week was in some hot shoes. They, were, they had to pull down some apps from the App Store. Because of uh, some privacy breach. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently a few, about eight apps had malware in them mm. that stole people's uh, Facebook logins. And these were apps that actually genuinely worked. Uh. They yeah. actually worked, but when they, they basically advertised a login to Facebook to get free pro version. Mm. And... When you did that, it spoofed the Facebook page, took your passwords, and basically the hackers were free to do whatever they wanted with your passwords. That's not fun. <laughs> but yeah. we've always said that, you know, uh, when you want to update or you want to download your apps, be sure to download it from the Google Play Store or, you know, the App Store because those are the most secure sides that you can get your apps right and while this kind of disproves it but imagine what a non you know filtered app can do to your phone yeah but at the same time i think this one got through simply because the code it was hard coded into the app for some Mm. of them and some of them are android native apps which means the developers developed it on android yeah, but anyway, Google pulled them down, so uh, they're gonna rectify that issue soon. I hope. Um, what are the apps affected? Rubbish cleaner, App Lock Keep, Locket Master, Horoscope Pie, App Lock Manager, Inwell Fitness, and Horoscope Daily. Right. So we've also written about this on our website. So do check it out. They are also involved in some lawsuit. Well. Uh, yeah, so they are sort of involved in a lawsuit or, or charge, basically, they, because they were alleged allegedly involved in some anti-competition practices. Now, they are not the only one who was involved in this lawsuit. Uh, I think Apple is also involved in this uh, charge. Uh, we don't know too much about it just yet, but we are also looking into it. So, look out for that. Then, last week, Netflix and CD Projekt Red... I, th- I think this is also to draw away attention from Cyberpunk, lah, okay? They had WitcherCon. So, what's new in WitcherCon? Uh, basically, you get the trailer for the next season of Witcher, at least. And I think CD Projekt Red is going to introduce some show-inspired 
DLC for the current Witcher 3, right? Am I right? Yeah, and we're also seeing a new anime being announced uh, that will follow Yennefer, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah, so that's WitcherCon. Then WhatsApp was having a few betas, like even in the past few days, they have like a few betas, but one of the betas allow you to now send uh, full, not full res photos, but higher resolution photos from WhatsApp. So you don't have to deal with like stupid image quality anymore when you're sending stuff over from WhatsApp. Like if you're taking a photo of a document, you don't have to ask the person to send it again because you now can read the document. Okay, in in best resolution, in best quality, but that feature is not coming to us so soon. It's gonna take some time because it's still in beta phase, and they're probably rolling it out soon on beta. Okay, and then Nintendo, wow, Nintendo launched something last week. Um, Nintendo but it's not Switch what we expected. OLED. Yeah, so it's Nintendo Switch OLED model. It's priced at. $349.99 US dollars, which is actually about the same price as the old Switch when it launched. But it comes with a 7-inch display now. It's a 7-inch OLED display, which also means that you get very nice colors and image quality on the current generation Switch, or over the current generation Switch, uh, I have to say. And now it comes with a kickstand that's more sensible. The kickstand actually works now compared to the old flimsy plastic thing that you use as a kickstand. Yeah, it actually spans the whole switch instead of just having that one leg. Yeah, and it's multi-angle. Finally, like, makes more sense, right? Yeah. (laughs) But also, the price is mm, just $50 off a PS4, a PS5, sorry. Yeah, so while you're getting a PS5 for as a new generation console, the Xbox Series X also, you're basically getting a new console. This is largely the same hardware from the old Nintendo Switch. So I'm not sure whether you should upgrade to it or not, but if you really want that quality of, uh, of a display, then yeah, go for it, right? But uh, I'm a bit unsure. Especially it's if you really have It's slightly larger as well. Yeah, 7 inch compared to 6.7 inch from the old um, uh, thing. And oh, yeah, and because it's larger, the new dock, okay, can fit slightly more things, right? Yeah, and it, I think they included a LAN cable, a, a mm. LAN connection, sorry. Yeah, so you can connect it to your router straight away, uh, which also means more stable internet connection. Uh, I think the first generation first generation Nintendo Switch had a lot of issues with network compatibility from what I know, from what we've experienced also. Because yep. Jivan has uh, the one of the second generation Switch as well. And I have the Animal Crossing version of the Switch. And for some reason, when we're trying to play online together, it, it just doesn't work. For some reason, and one of us has to switch networks to to get it to work. Yeah, which is uh, something about the net compatibility and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's the Nintendo Switch, right? We 
are expecting Nintendo to probably announce the new generation Switch probably in the next year or something. But for now, citing, you know, stock shortages and stuff like that, they're not going to release a new one, which is kind of sensible. But there's one very big thing that happened last week, which caught us by surprise also, to be, to be really honest. Like, yeah. we didn't expect this to come. Qualcomm announced a smartphone. <laughs> the smartphone for Snapdragon Insiders. Could they not have named it any longer? It, it's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a name. It's just a description of a product. But yeah, it is basically a smartphone that they are selling to Snapdragon Insiders, right? So Snapdragon Insiders is like an exclusive club for you to join to get the first dips on new Snapdragon news and stuff like that. That's basically Snapdragon Insider. Yeah. But the smartphone is basically what... (laughs) Technically, the best... Qualcomm hardware that you can find in the current market. Yeah, it's designed it. by ASUS. So you see a lot of design cues from the ROG phone as well. Mm, even the camera looks like an ROG phone camera. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about the phone is it's meant to showcase the latest and greatest Qualcomm processor plus yeah. all the features that it, uh you can get with it. Yeah, so the Qualcomm... Snapdragon smartphone thingy thing uh, comes powered with a Qualcomm Snapdragon triple eight platform, but yep. the trip the triple eight platform is going to soon be replaced by the eight ninety five that's coming next year, right? So why are they doing this again? Because they announce a lot of features that not a lot of manufacturers are using, right? So. The whole idea about this, I was just talking to to their comms people and what they say about this phone is that Qualcomm wanted to make this phone, okay, because they felt like their manufacturer and their manufacturing partners are not doing the Qualcomm Snapdragon Triple Eight platform justice. Like they're not taking full advantage of the mobile processor. So they are making this smartphone that's purely based on the power of the Qualcomm Snapdragon Triple Eight to you know to show people what a, the Qualcomm Snapdragon Triple Eight can do. Yeah, but at the same time, like if we're looking at what is out there for the Qualcomm eight eight eight, we are seeing smartphones which have a lot more to offer based on the software that other people have been developing. Exactly. Like this comes with, I think, a stock Android, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, stock stock Android uh, 11. Stock Android 11, which technically is not the best uh, way to exploit Snapdragon itself, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of their uh, manufacturing partners, Xiaomi, and a lot of the other companies have actually built some features which utilize bits and pieces of the Qualcomm feature set but not mm-hmm. all of it mm-hmm. so like things like the LDAC uh, some of the camera AI technologies and some of the gaming AI technologies that come with the Qualcomm 888 aren't fully utilised 
Yeah, that is true. But I think also different manufacturers are looking for or at least targeting different things for different users. And that's why, you know, they don't do everything that the that the processor can do just because they don't need that function or they don't need that feature in that particular build. Yeah, but... My the... whole question about it is, do we really need another reference smartphone? We've seen what happens with the Nexus. Yeah. And now with the even with the Pixels, we're seeing that it's not so much about high-end smartphones anymore. Exactly. Google is it's banking on a mid-range, upper mid-range phone. Yep. Yeah. But at and the same time, I think Qualcomm mm-hmm. is shoving so many features into this phone that certain partners may use it as a reference of how far they can push the technology because there hasn't been that benchmark yet. That is true. But still, I come back to the question of do we really need it? Because Qualcomm can easily say, okay, this manufacturer does this best, this manufacturer does this best, you know, they do this, they exploit different parts of, you know, the processor very well, right? And even 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 them putting this as a a reference smartphone, they're not really using the highest end of the highest end stuff, right? Because their display is not a quad quad HD display that Samsung can produce. It's actually just a full HD display. While yes, you do get a response time of one millisecond and one hundred forty four hertz refresh rate. The thing is, is it that important to get that, you know, frequency rather than, you know, a higher a higher resolution display on a smartphone? And we've right. seen higher resolution uh, displays on the Qualcomm processor itself. Exactly, like the Sony Xperia. <laughs> it's got a 4K display with 120 hertz of refresh rate. That is cutting edge. This is Full HD+. Yeah, so... Like, as a reference smartphone, I think it's underwhelming. It is, a little bit. I, uh, <laughs> But the package that you get with this smartphone is quite good, though. Like, when you buy the smartphone, or at least when you put in a request to purchase, what you're getting is not just a smartphone. You're getting a smartphone, you're getting the charger and the cable, obviously, okay, to fully ad- take advantage of Qualcomm's super fast charging technology and Bluetooth earphones, like Bluetooth earbuds, wireless yeah, earbuds. From Master and Dynamic. Yeah, this is supposed to fully take advantage of Snapdragon's uh, LDAC and AppX Plus or X- AppX Pro, What I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's supposed to sound as well as Snapdragon or at least Qualcomm means it to sound kind of thing. Yep. And the Master and Dynamic uh, earbuds also come with a Qualcomm chip. Yeah, obviously, right? (laughs) Basically, it's a whole showcase of Qualcomm's uh, processor technology. Yeah, it's basically a showcase of what Qualcomm can do as a smartphone, well, as a designer of a smartphone. Whether or not you should buy it, I don't know because let let us hit you with the cost okay how much it is to buy okay in us dollars it's 
499 US dollars. That's, that's the same ex- price as the Razer. Yeah, and that's more expensive than a Samsung Galaxy S21. Well, the yeah. entry level, the entry level at least lah, okay? But it is very 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 expensive, okay? A Xiaomi Mi 10 Mi 11, uh, Mi 11 Pro or something? Mm-hmm. Costs half that. Like you're still getting the same processor. You're getting most of the same things, but half that. This is enroaching the territory of an iPhone. <laughs> I Apple think iPhone. at an iPhone level also, the specs would be a lot better. Well, I wouldn't say a lot better, probably comparable, but at the same time, we've both tested the iPhone 12 in this shop. Obviously, because we don't get review units from Apple. Hello, Apple, if you're hearing this. <laughs> but we've both tested the Apple iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Mac Pro Max or something like that, right? And the camera on that is just amazing. We don't know whether this would come close. Because the, the closest thing we've gotten to an iPhone camera is, I think, the Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra. Yep. Right, and that's also because it's got a hundred and eight megapixel sensor, which kind of nonsense sometimes, but it works. Yeah, but, but at yeah. the same time, I'm still wondering how far can you go with the specs. To be very honest, it feels like a mid-range phone with an eight eight eight. Yes, it does, but the internals are quite high up there. Okay, it's got Bluetooth. 5.2 it's got 16 gigs of ram it's got 512 gigs of you know storage on the board but do you really need it that's the thing that's that's always the question that i come back to like do you really need a reference smartphone at this current market because even the pixel google has let go the project of the nexus project right the flagship reference smartphone for everyone and they came out with the pixel which is you know a sort of high-end mid-range smartphone which they say is it's enough to run android we don't need like super high-end stuff to run android you know but at the same time i think this might be a knee-jerk reaction to google's new pixel being rumored to actually run the whitechapel cpu which uh, isn't yeah. qualcomm's technology yeah and here's the thing that if you haven't known yet uh, Google has been, you know, developing on Qualcomm for the longest time. Like, since the beginning of, of Android, I think they've developed on two chips, basically the Exynos chip and Qualcomm. And Qualcomm has been their exclusive partner for the longest time, now that, you know, Exynos is not really part of that program anymore. Yeah, so, and with the new processor, like Whitechapel actually threatens Qualcomm's dominance of the Android space. Yeah. And even then, there are also some rumors that the Whitechapel is more powerful than the upcoming Qualcomm Snapdragon 895. Okay? And there are another rumor that says Samsung's Exynos, the new Exynos with 5 nanometer process chip, okay, is going to be even more powerful than both of them. NAMD RDNA. Yeah. RDNA 2 on a smartphone that will be Samsung's next big thing, right? Yep. So, 
obviously everyone wants a Samsung after that, you know, so that you can play games or whatever or not. <laughs> but yeah, we I don't really think we need a reference smartphone, especially at that kind of price. I mean, the package is great. If you're spending the same money on an iPhone, you're not getting anything else other than the phone and a cable. For yeah. this one, you're getting like a whole bunch of stuff and a very nice box, or at least what seems to be a very nice box. We haven't seen it yet, okay? The device is not available, you know, to, to unbox or to touch yet. Nobody has actually seen the device except in renders. We yeah. are requesting for a unit to basically unbox and review. We're hoping to get one. We don't know, right? But uh, do we really but- need it? <laughs> But at the same time, like, for a reference smartphone, especially priced at one four nine nine USD, mm. it's the same price as the Galaxy, uh, Flip and the Razer. Yeah. So for a bar smartphone, a candy bar smartphone, you're kind of encroaching on Y territory at this point because it seems a little bit underwhelming and features that yes you're taking advantage of the whole Qualcomm uh, mobile processor. Mm-hmm. But I can get a foldable smartphone, although with slightly dated specs, it will still have that wow factor more than having another regular smartphone in my hand. Yeah. Scratch that. You can get a Sony Xperia 1 Mark III for that money. Yeah, and camera technology on a Sony is amazing now. Exactly, you're getting an alpha camera, (laughs) and you don't even need to basically worry about uh, photo or video quality. I mean, when we tested it, both of us loved the Sony Xperia X One. Uh, Xperia One Mark Two. Yeah, Mark Two or Mark One. Or something like that. One of them. <laughs> yeah, one of them. <laughs> and it comes with a 4K display, right? This comes with a full HD plus display. The new Xperia Mark Three comes with a 4K, 120 hertz display. And you technically, if you have a Sony camera, you can technically use that as a monitor, sort of, right? But yeah, 4K displays are amazing for a smartphone. Even Samsung's Galaxy S21 is. The Ultra, at least, is on a Quad HD display. So, what's the excuse? Like, <laughs> 144 hertz on a small display is not that actually impressive to me. Yeah. For Full HD Plus display, especially. Like, if they come up and say, oh, we have a Quad HD display that refreshes at 144 hertz, I would be impressed. I would be like, yeah, that's great, but this one's Full HD Plus. While it is still very high resolution, just yeah, don't think we need one right now. I don't think we need it at all, actually, considering <laughs> what the other manufacturers are doing with the same technology. Yeah. And we are getting the 895 soon anyway. Okay, probably towards the end of the year or, or, or next year, right? So... I don't know how relevant this would be when it reaches our hands um, or how long it will be relevant because they are going to announce the 895. If you are thinking of getting this, I would suggest you to wait for probably the next generation of smartphones to come up and you have 
a direct comparison between both of them, right? Whether or not it's worth upgrading to that or get this instead. Because probably at a time, a lot of people will be selling this for second hand. Mm. <laughs> I think the only way this phone is relevant is when we want to benchmark processors. Because <laughs> it's technically pure Snapdragon. And we that get to see true. the 100% of what Qualcomm wants to put out there. But at the that same time, true. I'm like, still, uh, people don't buy phones to benchmark. Yeah. That's that's why both of us have been like, do we really need this? Like, I don't think we do. But anyway, that is all the time we have for today, for today's Tech and Tonic podcast. And that is the Qualcomm... Was it what was it called again? Smartphone for, for Snapdragon, Snapdragon Insiders. Insiders. That's not a name. I I really don't think that's a name. It's it's very confusing. Just because this morning I actually read through and I saw some some people writing it as um, Snapdragon Insider Phone or something like that, or Snapdragon yeah. Insider Smartphone. It's very confusing. It's not a name. Okay. And how cool is it? Like when you go to a bar and people are like, "Hey, what are you sporting, man? Why are you why are you using?" That looks like a cool smartphone. It doesn't. Uh, but, oh, that looks like a unique smartphone. What are you using? Imagine how cool it would be to say, this is a smartphone for Snapdragon Insiders. But anyway, that is actually all we have on the Qualcomm Snapdragon phone. If, you know, we get a review unit, we will definitely inform you and we'll definitely do a review on it. Uh, but for now, that is all we have for today. Thank you, thank you for listening in to our Tank and Tonic podcast and our stupid rant about this weird, unneeded reference smartphone. Piece of tech. <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, just unnecessary. Kind of glorified paperweight. Not really lah, okay, I don't want to say it's 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 a great smartphone, but I don't think we need it. Okay, if you have any feedback on the show, or if you if there's anything that you want to see, please do give us feedback on our website. You can send us the email. You can find it on www.techend.tv. That is www.techent.tv, or you can reach out to us on our social media. We are Tech and TV across Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. That is T E C H E N T T V across all these social media platforms. We are available on Spotify. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and we are also available on YouTube. Right. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just comment down below at the description, not description, the comment box. If you're on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, give a shout out. Let us know that you're listening from there. And whatever feedback also, we will be able to see it. And we will be able to take into account this to make the show better for you. But for now, that is this is me, Darwin and Jeevan, signing out. Bye-bye.